the Free for All Roundtable. Brought to you by Lexus Avon, Canada's newest Lexus dealer, near Canada's Wonderland in the Maple Auto Mall. Luxury is closer than you think. Round one. On round one, Courtney Betty is here from Betty's Law. Adam Vaughn, former Liberal MP and City Councilor. Vas Badnar, Executive Director of the Master of Public Policy degree in Digital Society at McMaster University. Good morning to you all. And um, let's actually start, and Adam Vaughn, I'll turn to you, having been a city councillor, Toronto wrestling with proposed new taxes. I don't know, did I miss it? Was there any proposal from the city manager about cutting spending? Uh, not really. I, I think that uh, if you talk to most city councillors, they've gone through the exercise, you know, for the last... 15 years um it's it's you know everybody comes in saying i can find waste and there probably is waste and you know budget of that size there are things you can do better for instance stop buying build, big billboards to advertise liquor uh, being allowed in a park <laughs> stuff like that but but at the end of the day there's a structural flaw in the way the city of toronto has been con- configured since 1996 and amalgamation uh and it's going to take all orders of government working together to fix it or else toronto is going to drift into uh, the abyss the way New York did in the 70s. Vas Bednar, you know, there are some proposals here that are, I mean, none of them are going to be palatable, but, you know, taxation on parking spaces, okay, I think we can swallow that. Yeah, I mean, some of these are zombie ideas that have been lurking around for quite some time and it, for whatever reason, hasn't been the right moment, right? So I appreciate that the city is uh, digging deep and being creative and also talking about what they're going to do with the recognition that it's not going to offset the funds that they need because of the kind of structural disadvantage that Adam was reminding us of in terms of how the city works or actually probably doesn't work. And Courtney, Betty, you know, I think this is a fairly sober conversation that we need to have that we should have had maybe even 20 years ago. It's about what do you want from your city? How are we going to pay for it? Well, you know, John, uh, I I totally agree with Adam. And the first thing that comes to mind, interestingly enough, is the Caravana Festival. You have a structure that's not workable. The, the, The whole amalgamation of Toronto as it is, and the way funds are structured for the city is not workable. So we can keep on tweaking with it and trying to increase taxes here on you know, parking and other things, but at the end of the day, the city is still going to be in a major deficit, one that's growing. And uh, that's gonna be the challenge for a mayor. It's to, first of all, cut costs and figure out how can she negotiate with the province and the federal government to come up with a new formula that will help Toronto for the next 10 years. But, but where the mayor is going to really run into trouble is, is she is she's as interested in picking fights with those orders of government as she is as working with them. You know, look at Ontario Place. Mm. You know, look at look at the threat now to, to shut down long term care or to stop work yeah. on transit. Um, I get it. It's a negotiation. And you got to punch and you got to take and you got to give and you got to shout. and You got to do all those sorts of things. But but at some point, um, somebody at City Hall does have to lead a rethink. You did, Courtney used the reference of, of Carabana, a rethink of, of top to bottom what the actual purpose is of some of these programs. Um, you know, take a look at public housing, for example. Um, one of the things I think they need to explore is to look at the success of the neighborhood called Alexander Park. It was turned into a co-op. It runs itself better 
than TCHC ever ran it. And so maybe there's a, a, a savings to be had, not in going up in terms of looking for solutions to Ottawa and Queen's Park, but in actually devolving ideas down to the citizens. You know, why don't we have a directly elected library board? Why don't we directly elect the police service board? Why don't we grow democracy underneath the, 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 the government and cut the bureaucrats out and bring citizens in because I think what you're finding in some of these organizations and some of these projects around the city is that when citizens run the show, right. it's actually cheaper and better. Well, and wasn't it you, Adam, who told me many years ago about how in some cities local citizens run the parks? And yeah, it's Van- yeah. Vancouver has that model. Okay. And, well, and what, what you end up with is decisions you don't have to explain to everybody, like the liquor billboard in the parks, I know, which I know. now has a report going to council on what size they should be. I mean, that, that's a waste. It's not a waste of money. It's a waste of time. Doug Ford apparently has signaled he's not going to be firing the chief of staff to the housing minister, who is the person generally thought to be responsible for all of those uh, sweetheart signatures that led to $8 billion. Courtney Betty, I still think this guy is going to be fired so why don't we get it over with now well i don't know if he's going to be fired john i think there's only there's one critical question here is there an opposition sitting across the table from doug ford and if doug ford feels that there is no opposition then he's pretty well in a level of comfort zone that he thinks he's going to march his way through and this is going to be forgotten by taxpayers by the time we get to the next election so he's got a high level of comfort now. Is, is, is he wrong? We'll find out. But at the end of the day, without the Liberals and the NDP actually being a strong opposition, maybe they need to come together. I just thought about maybe that's the solution Good luck. to try oh, to no. try and address them. Yeah, yeah. We need something. Otherwise, Doug is going to act in the way that he is, which I think is wrong, in dealing with this particular issue that is going to haunt him throughout the rest of his time as uh in, in the province. Vast Bednar, our recent history has taught us that if you just keep your head down for a while, people get over it and move on. But still, I think there's got to be a head on a pike. Yeah, but, uh, you know, who, who's head and when and how, right? Ministerial accountability isn't, you know, one of your staffers not known to people kind of supposed to be faceless, uh, taking a, a pure accountability for this. As people have pointed out, it, this person was not acting completely independently. In fact, the way they're being defended is by saying they're just doing their job. So maybe we need more kind of micro-credentialing and training for uh, political staffers. It's a very informal messy kind of thrilling way to work um, that has a lot of norms that we could probably uh, maybe professionalize a little bit more. I'm not saying that it's like a lack of uh, training that leads to this, but this is somebody who's long been a Tory insider, right? Uh, I think a driver in the past and sort of working their way up and up and through uh, political staffer roles. So really kind of tried and true there. Adam Vaughn, you've been particularly animated about this file. I'd imagine the chief of staff is is just the start for you. Well, any politician that fires the chief of staff for a decision they made is a coward. Um, mm. But the other side of it is, and, and, and quite frankly, it's, it's, it's unacceptable to do that, to throw your staff under the bus when you've made the mistake. But if you start firing one person, you've got to start firing a lot of people. There, there was not a single um, staffer who made that decision. That decision had to go all the way through to the previous office in the introduction of legislation. So um, if you're going to start firing people, it's a long list. 
We're hearing reports this morning, unnamed sources, but apparently people in the Liberal caucus are talking about how there's a growing discontent in Ottawa and that maybe Justin Trudeau's days are numbered. Uh, Vas Bednar, I'll start with you on this one. I mean, that's, a, you know, manna from heaven for a Conservative, but is it is it true? <laughs> I mean, I have no idea how to know if it's true. You can imagine any situation like that, professional situation, people getting uh, restless and, uh, you know, it's it's summer, they're, the house isn't in session, the party is sort of uh, uh, taking some hits. It's a stressful time. We're in the kind of poly crisis, which is a phrase that, that I absolutely hate. But yeah, sorry, the answer for me is it, it feels like a coin toss. And I'd probably be surprised if we weren't hearing these kinds of rumblings at this kind of tenure, political tenure. Adam Vaughn, you served in the Liberal caucus at one point. I mean, there's always going to be discontent, but what's your read? Well, I left, didn't I? But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, look at it. It's, it's, it's people in politics are, are about getting things done. And, and when what you want to get done, isn't getting done, you get upset and you get put and you get pushy and you start to, to criticize sometimes the person sitting right next to you. I think there is a lot of discontent in the caucus. I think there's a lot of frustration in, in, in the way in which um, the federal government's programs aren't landing, aren't having the effect they want them to. Um, they were promised a reset over the summer and it didn't feel like a big enough reset uh, to justify some of the, some of the um, sort of the pain they've had to, to, to take on as, as as things go sideways up in Ottawa. So um, it's going to be a very interesting, they have a cabinet retreat next week. That's not going to be smooth either. No. Um, they're going to have, they're going to go into the fall, um, you know, itching for a fight. And at some point they're going to figure out that the enemy is the, is outside the room rather than inside the room. But until then, uh, the prime minister has got his work cut out for him and it's time for him to lead consensually as opposed to from the center. Yeah, Courtney, Betty, party leadership is always a fascinating thing because they, everybody lines up behind you because they think you're going to get them to power and then eventually they turn on you because they think you're going to lose them power well i think adam's response i left it now i just kind of summarizes it john because for me the way that i see it the liberal party has kind of lost its values so this is bigger than just individual projects and things that they've not fulfilled um, and carried out and executed on. We don't know where the Liberal Party stands. It's a flip flop right now. And so what uh, I think the what what I think the parties are, are, are what the Liberals are hoping is that again Pierre Polivier is going to be so bad that Pierre that um, he'll defeat that, himself. That, that, that Trudeau is going yeah he's going to defeat himself. And they Trudeau do have the back party in power, and then they're going to try and hold on to that as a way of getting back in power. But, but I'd also put this down there. COVID was profoundly exhausting for the government. I mean, there are a lot of people who are who were running on fumes at the end. Just, just the workload was extraordinary and the circumstances were extraordinary. There aren't a lot of governments in the Western world that have survived COVID. And so I, mm. part of it as well is is just the the exhaustion of having to deal with crisis after crisis after crisis. So, you know, they, they come out of COVID, it's Ukraine. They come out of Ukraine, you know, the North the is on fire. What's yeah. happening in Yellowknife right now is devastating. Um, and so it's, it's, it's to, to be fair to the government, it's not the question of losing values. It's losing focus because the focus is being driven by so many external factors, one crisis after another. And that is part of, I think, also what's, what's leading into some of the frustration, just pure exhaustion. Thank you all. Great discussion. Adam Vaughn, Vas Bednar, and Courtney Betty. Catch the roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.